to promote his two new shows at this comedy festival. Please welcome Marcus Ryan. Good Hello. evening, guys. How are you? We're very well, thank you. How are you this evening? I'm pretty well. I'm uh, keeping busy. I've had mm-hmm. a big day of admin and uh, and ready to get out there and do a couple of gigs tonight. First of all, we want to talk about Lights Out Laughs, which is uh, the show which is appearing on the next couple of Mondays, I understand? Correct, yeah. We had the first one on Monday just gone, and uh, I only do three of this every festival, so it's a very popular show. And it's sold out the last couple of years, and money's raised from tickets. There are proceeds going towards the Fred Hollows Foundation. It's an interesting concept show. It's performed completely in the dark, and yeah, audience can't see the acts. The acts can't see the audience, and nobody knows who's on the lineup either. That's what's fun about it so nobody knows like who's going to come out next no no i expected um i I always keep that a mystery and i never introduce the name of the act as they're coming onto stage either it's basically just up to the audience to figure it out if they're a well-known performer or for them to just be surprised and enjoy it Mm. i like that method of just like you have no idea i like that method of of getting someone out there like it's yeah you just don't know who's going to come out and think, oh, I, I kind of know. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. Thing. I mean, oh, there's yeah. there's people who'd come along thinking, oh, well, it's this person, that mm. person, and they have a judgment, I guess. Of yeah. Even when you see someone come on stage, you look at them and you think, all oh, right, it's young hipster talking about millennial stuff, or yeah. it's an old guy complaining about mm. problems, an old white guy, you know. <laughs> oh, it's a lesbian. She's a feminist. So it's whatever it is, it's, stuff, yeah. yeah. So when you see someone come up, it's a male or female voice, and you think, all right, well, I don't know who this is. So it's like it's all about words and it's kind of cool now we actually had one of our volunteers cover your show back in 2017 when you first started and apparently you had dave hughes on one particular night or uh, at least someone who sounded very much like him <laughs> that's the thing i never reveal no. i never reveal <laughs> yeah and for my own protection i'm not allowed to actually mention some of the acts that have been on okay they're not allowed to be on the show mm. so i sneak people in there uh-huh. uh, yeah, they've got managers who don't want them to do things they don't know about, but they're friends of mine as well, so they go, wow. yeah, I want to have a go. <laughs> okay, um, can you- it, it's a show that a lot of comedians want to do, so that's the cool thing as well. They're mm. like, oh, I want to try this out because it's scary. Can yeah. you give us an idea of some of the comedians who have not been on the show? Well, <laughs> if I can tell you that, I'll tell you how much my tickets aren't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we better not do that then. Um, yeah, how did you come up with the idea for this event, if I might ask? My eyes were shut. and uh, No, um, I don't know. I just thought of the idea of several years ago. In fact, it was during um, – I do know, actually. I realise I've got the answer. Earth Hour was happening at the oh. same time as the comedy festival, and that's the thing where you know all power goes off for one hour. And it fell at the exact same time as one of my shows back in 2009 or 10 I think it was so I thought ahead and I put it in the program that during that show I would have my lights off and everything would be off for that one hour raise some profile and publicity towards the cause and it didn't execute well at all because the venue was like a mezzanine kind of venue so you could still see light from downstairs you could hear noise from downstairs and it kind of just felt like the power had just gone off so I was just people were doing comedy with a mic off you know it was just a bit of a weak idea so I had glow sticks and things but now it's done in a pitch black room so literally you come in it's lit as you walk in and yeah the lights go off as soon as the show starts and for 60 minutes you're in complete darkness how do you ensure that the room goes entirely dark and you don't get you know little bits of light sneaking in there are little times where uh on monday just gone two people they didn't mean it but their watches uh, vibrated and then they lit up so i got heckled twice during the show with glowing watches i was like come on guys sometimes someone tries 
to check their phone and it's a very oh. obvious thing. Um, even if the lights are on and they check their phone, we know what they're doing. So you just have to do as much as you can to block out any outside light coming in, um, mm. try and prevent people coming in and out of the venue. We look after it pretty well. I also give out blindfolds just to make sure people get right into it. And people do. They love it. They want to get into the idea of the show. So everyone's wearing blindfolds as well, which really enhances it. We might move on to your second show because you're also performing a solo show, Marcos. Can you explain what this show's about for us? Well, my name's Marcus and uh, <laughs> it's an easy easy switch for the title. Mm. I travelled a lot through Latin America where everyone would call me Marcos. I've also watched a lot of these um, crime dramas and things yeah. and got into the narcos thing. So I've got a few stories over my travels of times where I've either been arrested, um, I've been in trouble with the police, mm. um, not for doing anything too serious, but there's times where I've had a few run-ins and also times where I've been the victim, I've been held up at knife point. These are all sort of stories yeah. that I've held off telling a lot in my shows and they're the kind of stories that people really want to hear about. So I've decided <laughs> to collect a whole bunch of the stories where it's about sex and drugs and crime, yeah. things that fascinate people a lot and put it together. And I also want to find out from audiences what do they consider mm. to make a bad person. You know, like That's I've done thing. a few bad things, but I think I'm a good person overall. And what makes somebody a bad person as well. So it's going to be a show where people can come and confess their sins, but also okay. we're going to have some fun with it and, um, mm. and we're creating a tally of all the kind of people who should go to jail. So will you have, it, will you have a confessional box there so that people can be absolved <laughs> of their sins? Sin? <laughs> it's going to be like a literal confession box, like a little box where I'm going to get paper and pen and people can actually write their confessions oh, okay. in okay. And, and pop it in there anonymously and then uh, I'm going to read them out. Mm. And so oh, then we... we on, yeah. Okay. So during the show, I'm going to read out everyone's like, you know, if someone's done something they want to apologise for, I might read it out. I might let it go if it's really bad. Yep. Um, but yeah, it'll be a fun interactive kind of show, but I've certainly got enough stories to fill the time as well. <laughs> and we should also note, this isn't the first time you've done a travel-based stand-up show. I actually found this pamphlet here from our old studios of Walk This K, which is about your adventures along the Camino Trail. Yeah, I'm glad mm. you said it right as well. Um, mm. Everyone's Walk This Q, quiet, yep. <laughs> quiet. No one knows what to say. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm surprised you even found the old studios or the new ones. Every time I come here, it's you've changed studios. I, I yep. never know where to go. Um, that was a thousand kilometre walk I did across Spain and it was great. It was good fun. Yes. And actually, I had a couple of colleagues from work do it as well. And it's sort of like become this ritual for baby boomers and older people. They have to walk the Camino Trail in order to get fulfillment in their lives. Yeah. Uh, but it's a beautiful thing to do, isn't it? It is. I mean, I did it because I'm self-employed and I had nothing else to do. Okay. Uh, and I needed new material. I was like, all right, what can I do to get some new stories? And so I decided to walk across a country. I wrote a show about it and I'm touring that show now in Canada later this year. And, okay. I'm, and the show I did before that, which was called Ablas Inglés, mm. that was all about hitchhiking through South America. And that show has toured around and got some award nominations and things. So that's going back to the US and Canada this year too. Mm. So. Just briefly about the Camino, one of the observations my colleagues noted was how everybody you met along the footpath said hello to you and they're really friendly and jovial. And then you tried to reciprocate that when you got to the cities and were just walking past random people on the footpath and they looked at you as if you were bizarre. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's definitely a community spirit about it. But then there's also times where you just don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> You're going along by yourself and then someone comes alongside you and they start bailing up with their feelings and <laughs> these big conversations. You're like, right, I'm stuck with you for another 
25 kilometers. Okay. <laughs> so you, you have to fake an injury. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm going to stay here tonight. There's nothing here. It's fine. No, I'll just sleep. keep walking. I'm, I'm going to sleep under this tree. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your future projects? Have you got any travels lined up that you think would be good comedic material at all? As I mentioned, I've got three solo shows on the go at the moment, mm. um, this new one, and I'm taking that to Canada and the other two shows to Canada and the US. In between that, I'll be in the Caribbean doing a few gigs down that way. So there's always something's going to happen. I'm not out to look for something to happen, but things happen. Mm. And after that, I'll be in Europe, September, October, and I'm doing a bunch of shows in countries I've never been to before. So places like Iceland and Latvia and uh, Estonia, things like that. I don't know. I don't know what the next big adventure is going to be, but it's basically involving touring and then see what happens. Africa's on the plan for next year too. Okay. Before we let you go, have one last question. What would be your advice to uh, youngsters who are looking to follow your lead and travel the world and talk and write about their experiences? Save up some money Mm -hmm. and then just go. Yeah, look, you've got an opportunity to study and to have a job and a house and all that. That's great, but you're not going to be street smart and learn a lot of stuff in life unless you get out there and and really interact with other cultures and put yourself in situations you wouldn't be comfortable with. I try and put myself in new positions and situations all the time just to feel alive, you know. Sometimes you go, all right, that was dangerous, that was scary, that was stupid, (laughs) but I got out of it. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, and so, Marcos, your show begins on the 9th of April, which is next week. Correct. Uh, where's that being performed? That's at the Elephant and Wheelbarrow in uh, in the city on Burke and Exhibition. So it's a cool venue, good place to hang out. And Lights Out Laughs, that's appearing at the Town Hall next Monday and also Monday the 15th? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really popular one. That one has sold out the last couple of years and, and my solo shows do quite well as well. So look me up on the social media. And, y- yes, um, but please tell us your handles and all your pages and all that. Yeah, yeah. My website is itsmarcusryan.com. Uh, and my social media is It's Marcus Ryan. So that's on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, all those things, YouTube channel. I borrowed my mum's car recently, uh, yeah. which is if you if anyone's on social media and they want to look it up, look up at It's Marcus Ryan on Instagram. And I took my mum's car and I put my poster on the bonnet in vinyl oh. wrap. She wasn't too happy at the time. She goes, <laughs> I think you're going to have to buy this car off me now because my face is all over the bonnet. So I've done a, a little bit of a stunt and some other things on the car, which I won't mention. You have to really look it up uh, but it's gone viral on the internet and it's gone a bit crazy so oh, people are loving it, it. <laughs> yeah yeah. so Marcus Ryan thank you very much thank for coming in we look forward to seeing you again in our all new studio yeah <laughs> I look forward around. to it I'll remember this one and um, yeah all the best with your upcoming shows thanks guys I look forward to it